What's going on guys? My name is Eric Allen. I'm the owner of Top Rated MMA and BeardedBiz.com and this is my story. I grew up in a typical household, I thought. You know, I have a younger sister. My parents were married. We would go to Sunday school and I was that kid who would shove G.I. Joe's in my pockets before I left the house. So I'd get to Sunday school and I'd excuse myself and then get to the bathroom and just play with my G.I. Joe's. But, you know, my parents, they got divorced when I was 11 years old. My dad was an alcoholic. He, he was an abusive alcoholic. He was just quiet. I don't know what that the reasoning was, but when my parents got divorced, it was really heartbreaking for myself. And then my mom immediately got together with another guy who was extremely abusive. I mean, I watched my mom get beat up multiple times. Cops were always at my house and she never pressed charges. And so it was the strangest thing to me to see that. And then when I was 12, she said, we're moving to Montana with her and that, and that boyfriend of hers. And so I had to leave my friends that I had known my whole life. I had to leave my dad and what I'd known to go to a new school, partially through my eighth grade year, and then would end up living there in Montana through my freshman year of high school. And up there was just hell. It really was. We had five acres of property uh, that we rented or off the highway there in the Bitterroot Valley. And we had two ponds on the property. I'd go out there and watch the deer and, and shoot the BB gun around. And we had horses for some strange reason. And it was just really beautiful there in the Bitterroot Valley. The problem was there wasn't room for me in the house that we moved to. I had a younger sister and my mom and this boyfriend had a son together. They built up this plastic wall in the garage. Uh, there was a fireplace out there and they stuck my bed out there. And that was where I lived when I was 12 years old. And it was great during the summer, right? But during the winter, I'd be stoking the fire and, and trying to stay warm and make sure that it was filled with logs before I would go to sleep so that it would stay warm and going as long as it could through the night. And I remember nights just being so cold, even with like 10 blankets on and in my long johns trying to stay warm. And that was what I lived with in Montana. And again, the abuse for my mom's boyfriend didn't stop in Washington. So it continued in Montana, only it was worse because the police were 20, 25, 30 minutes away from our house. And I'll tell you a story of something that happened in Montana that made the most impact on me. There's a lot of craziness, lots. But one night when it was about 12 a.m., you know, I'm brushing my teeth, I'm 13 years old, my brother's asleep, and my sister was staying at her friend's house. My mom and her boyfriend came back and they were arguing, nothing unusual. As I'm brushing my teeth, something told me to look around the corner to see what's going on. And so the way the house was set up was if I'm in the bathroom and I peek this way out the door, I would hit the kitchen and then the pantry and then the garage to where I would stay. And so as I peeked around the corner, I see my mom's boyfriend on top of her, just pounding, boom, boom, boom one after the other. And so I have to think, how can I get out of this situation? How can I end this? And so the first thing that came to mind was grab a, a pan, which I grabbed one of those cast iron, heavy duty pans, the ones that you would take camping with you. And I got a pretty good swing playing baseball, so I snuck up behind him and I just took a swing as hard as I could. Boom! And I saw the back of his head split and he turned around and he said, what the f And about mid-sentence, I took another swing. Boom! And I split his face open right here. Blood was coming down and he stood up. Still had knocked him out somehow, but I think he was just so drunk he wasn't feeling it. But he stood up and he started to yell at me as I fell over. And I remember looking up and I see my mom just one after the other. Boom, boom, boom. 
probably five, six shots in a row that she landed on his chin and blood was splatting on the wall behind him. And again, the police finally came and he was arrested, taken to jail for the night. My mom went and bailed him out the next morning. You know, I left Montana shortly after that to go live with my dad, back to my hometown and started hanging out with guys that were really great dudes, but we just did some bad things. Where we started to, you know, hey, let's smoke some pot. Oh, hey, let's go take some opium. Oh, hey, let's go smoke some hash. Oh, hey, do you have mushrooms? Oh man, I can't afford that $5 hit of acid. Let's go buy a $2.50 bottle of Robitussin DM because it'll make me hallucinate, right? So I started to, to get into the drugs. I wasn't paying attention to school. I barely graduated high school. My senior year, I was arrested for having a bong. The, the police raided a campground that we were at and my bong was sitting on the campground table. So I was arrested. I had to spend 24 hours in jail and my dad didn't know. I skipped school early so I could go to check in on in jail on a Friday night and then I was released on Saturday. About a year after I graduated high school, some friends had asked if I wanted to move to Seattle with them and I said, heck yeah. And so I moved up there with $100 in my pocket. I slept on floors of people's houses that I didn't even know. I slept on couches of people's houses that were a friend of a friend. I was smoking pot, I was drinking heavily. Somebody introduced me to cocaine. Man, it was just a crazy life. But I worked my way back into the music business and I was super excited because I, I got to work for Universal Records and it was awesome. I did this for a year, I also had an open tab. And I was working at Starbucks as a night manager part-time while I was in the music business. And at my one year mark, of being in the music business, I was laid off. This was during the Napster times. It just killed the music business. So I was this depressed dude. I was in this ghetto apartment and I'd be drinking beer every night and smoking pot and smoking my cigarettes off my balcony. One night at, at Starbucks while I was working, this girl was in there doing homework or studying and does, wasn't drinking coffee. And she had asked me if I wanted to go to a church event. And I said, well, sure, I'd go help you know, whatever, just go see what the event was about. It was for young adults. And me and this girl connected and that was it. And so after she asked me to attend this church event, even though I didn't know God at the time, it was a seed that was planted by this girl. And I remember Easter morning waking up after a night of partying, I was managing a band and there was about 15 people passed out in this basement around me at one of the bandmates' houses. And I woke up and I looked around and I thought, man, this is crazy. And I felt God cut these strings and bring me closer to him. And I quit cold turkey, smoking cigarettes, doing drugs, drinking alcohol right there. And I gave my life to Christ in that basement by myself. So then I called that girl that I met from Starbucks and I just left her a voicemail. And I said, hey, I hope you have a great Easter. Hope to talk to you soon. Flash forward a few months later, we were dating. Flash forward a year, we were married. We've now been married close to 15 years, which is more than both of our parents were married. And God just had this plan for us to be together. We are leaving a legacy for our kids. We're raising our kids in an environment that neither of us were raised in. So we were born at different days and different years, but the exact same minute. Apparently it's not a world record. I tried with Guinness World Records. We have wonderful kids. We're raising them in a loving environment. We're raising them without addiction, without divorce, without the craziness. God had a plan for us this whole time. God had a plan for me. You know, and the funny thing is, is I always wanted to be this entrepreneur. I always wanted to be this speaker. I always wanted to share my story. Well, here I am almost 40 years old and sharing my story with you now. And it's definitely a weight off my shoulders. I'll tell you that much. You know, now looking back at my life, I'm like this morning in prayer, I'm thinking, man, God, you had this plan in my life. You had protected me from so much stuff as a child and in my mid-twenties. And now look at I am extremely blessed. And I just want to say, whatever you're going through, you'll get through it. And if you need help, reach out to somebody. Man, God has a plan for you. And I just want to say, 
you are awesome, you're amazing, and I hope that if there's anybody out there that needs help or would like to work with me, please reach out. I'd love to share my story with you. Comment down below, I will respond to all of them. Thank you so much for checking out this video.